Hey guys, my name is Emma Mack, and you are listening to the Getting to Know God podcast. For those who don't know me, I am 25 years old and I live in Texas. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a speaker. I'm just sharing my journey and getting to know God and hoping to lead others to do the same. So that is where my heart is, and I hope you'll take this ride with me. So as I left it last week, my laptop was wiped and I lost everything. Now that my account has been unfrozen, I can say for sure that I lost all my files. Oh, and every time I restart my laptop, it wipes the files again. Now I'm using my old external hard drive, but apparently something is wrong with that now too. This is my third time recording this episode, so if it sounds like I'm reading, that would be why. But don't worry, I will keep going. I'm definitely not going to allow this to stop me from sharing God's word. So this episode is Revelation 20 through 22, the ending chapters of Revelation. So this is Revelation chapter 20. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, that old serpent, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. The angel threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut and locked so Satan could not deceive the nations any more until the thousand years were finished. Afterward, he must be released for a little while. Then I saw thrones, and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepting his mark on their forehead or their hands. They all came to life again, and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This is the first resurrection. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them the second death holds no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and will reign with him a thousand years. When the thousand years come to an end, Satan will be let out of his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations, called Gog and Magog, in every corner of the earth. He will gather them together for battle, a mighty army, as numberless as sand along the seashore. And I saw them as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city. But fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. Then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne, and the books were opened, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up its dead, and death and the grave gave up their dead, and all were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death, and anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Back in chapter 19, it says that the beast and the false prophet were thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. But in this chapter, the dragon, aka Satan, was chained up and thrown into the bottomless pit for 1,000 years. Now this really confused me, so I just wanted to make sure that that was very clear, because I was confused. In verse 4, John sees the souls of those who were beheaded because of their testimonies. Back in chapter 7, verse 14, it talks about the group who died in the tribulation. They are described as a large group 
of every tribe and every nation by John. This group, who was beheaded, is another group that is thought to be those who are murdered because they refused to worship and did not get the mark of the beast. Verse 5 says that this is the first resurrection, referring to the group in verse 4. I want to read you 1 Corinthians 15, 22-24 in the NIV translation. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive, but each in turn, Christ the firstfruits, then, when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion and authority and power. This scripture compares the second coming of Christ and the resurrection of his believers to a harvest. During the harvest, they are the first fruits, which are the small group of fruit that are the first to be ready for harvest. Well, I guess any crop. Next come the majority of fruit, then after comes another smaller group ready for harvest. But no matter when the fruit is picked, it is still considered part of the harvest. So no matter when you get saved, you are part of the harvest, or resurrection as used in verse 5. After the thousand years, Satan is released from the bottomless pit. He gets an army and surrounds God's people and their city. But fire came down from heaven and destroyed Satan and his army before they even had the chance to attack. This is another way to show that God has ultimate control. He protected his people from the attack of Satan. Back in verse 5, John says that the dead did not come back to life until after the thousand years had ended. Fast forward to verse 12, which says, I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne, and the books were opened, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. These are the people that John was referring to in verse 5. To end this chapter, John describes the second death. Everyone was judged, and anyone whose name wasn't in the book of life were thrown into the lake of fire. Next, I will be reading chapter 21 and chapter 22, verses 1 through 6. The sectioning is weird, and I just wanted to keep the section together. So this is chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne, saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshippers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who held the seven bowls containing the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come with me, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. So he took me in the spirit to a great high mountain, and he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. It is shown with the glory of God, and sparkled like a precious stone, like jasper, as clear as crystal. 
The city wall was broad and high, with twelve gates, guarded by twelve angels, and the names of the twelve tribes of Israel were written on the gates. There were three gates on each side, east, north, south, and west. The wall of the city had twelve foundation stones, and on them were written the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked to me held in his hand a gold measuring stick to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. When he measured it, he found it was square, as wide as it was long. In fact, its length and width and height were each 1,400 miles. Then he measured the walls and found them to be 216 feet thick, according to the human standard used by the angel. The wall was made of jasper, and the city was pure gold as clear as glass. The wall of the city was built on foundation stones inlaid with twelve precious stones. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were made of pearls, each gate from a single pearl and the main street was pure gold, as clear as glass. I saw no temple in the city, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city had no need of sun or moon, for the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. The nations will walk in its light, and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. Its gates will never be closed at the end of the day, because there is no night there. And all the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Chapter 22, verses 1 through 6. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will there be a curse upon anything, for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him, and they will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads, and there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. Then the angel said to me, Everything you have heard and seen is trustworthy and true, the Lord God, who inspires his prophets, has sent his angel to tell his servants what will happen soon. The first verse of chapter 21 describes the new heaven and new earth, which connects with verse 11 in chapter 20, which says, The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. There is a debate about whether or not earth and heaven will be destroyed and recreated or whether it will be renovated. These last two main sections of verses are so incredible to me. The imagery and detail made a huge impact on me personally. Verses 3-9 through nine describe what living with God will be like. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There won't be any more death or sadness, and only his people will live with him. No unbelievers, murderers, or liars, to name a few. Verse 10 and into chapter 22 through verse 6 describe what the new Jerusalem will look like. The city walls were high and had twelve gates that were made out of a single pearl, each, with three gates on each side. It was fourteen hundred miles long and wide, as well as high. The walls were two hundred and sixteen feet thick and made of jasper, which is typically a red-brown color, but described to be as clear as crystal in the scriptures. 
The city in Main Street was made of gold. There is no temple in the city because God and the Lamb are the temple. There is no night and nothing evil will be able to enter. Lastly, we have chapter 22, verses 7 through 21. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy written in this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things, and when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said, No, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in this book. Worship only God. Then he instructed me, Do not seal up the prophetic words in this book, for the time is near. Let the one who is doing the harm continue to do the harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. Let the one who is holy continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshippers, and all who love to live a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let anyone who hears this say, Come. Let anyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of prophecy written in this book, if anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. He who is faithful witness to all these things say, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. In this section, the first thing Jesus says is that he is coming. He repeats this two other times in verse 12 and verse 20. Verse 10 says, Then he instructed me, Do not seal up the prophetic words in this book, for the time is near. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. Let the one who is holy continue to be holy. This verse was a specific command from Jesus to John to not seal his writings like Daniel did in Daniel chapter 12, verses 4 through 12. John's writings were for people of any time period, unlike Daniel's. The second part of the verse reminded me that we aren't supposed to overwork ourselves trying to change people. We should strive to be a good example and to lead people to Jesus. However, we can't force people to change. The beginning of verse 16 is Jesus saying that he sent his angel to give us this message for the churches. This is another confirmation that this message was given to John for us. In verse 17, which says, Let anyone who hears this say, Come. Let anyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. These last verses of Jesus talking to John really shows how much he cares. He has shown us exactly what will happen, and he is inviting everyone to have a relationship with him. He also gives a warning to us in verses 18 and 19. Anyone who adds or takes away from the scripture will experience plagues that are described in previous chapters, as well as other things. And the entire Bible closes with this final verse. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people.
So that is it for this week. Don't forget, this is our last episode in season one. I will be back for season two in a few weeks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Getting to Know God Podcast, where I will keep you guys updated on specific dates for uploads. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe anywhere you listen. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in season two.